Warning. The following broadcast is not approved by your teacher, university, politician, or government. Side effects may include skepticism, better reasoning skills, liberty, peace, and an escape from the woke. Welcome to the show. I am your host, L.B. Moniz, and this is a portion of episode 87. 87 was recorded on October 24th, 2023, entitled, The American Cult Gets a Hard Reset. What you're about to listen to is one of six installments where I do my best to walk through the complicated nature of the Israel-Palestine conflict in such a way to remove as much of the emotional baggage as we possibly can. I broke this episode out into six episodes for you guys on the free stream. Of course, if you want immediate access to the full two-hour stream, all you have to do is become a member of the Been Awake Elite. It's $50 a year. Buy me dinner. You get full access to this. You don't have to wait. Uh, these are all going to be released over a course of two weeks. Let me just give you a quick rundown of what everything is going to look like, and then you guys can get into the episode. The first episode, 87.1, is pre-knowledge about Israel-Palestine. This, in this episode, I'm going to take you down, take you, take you down a, the road of a piece I wrote about a concept called pre-knowledge. <clears throat> I think this is something we all struggle with or suffer from or just frankly something that is in the modern day and maybe always was, but it's more pronounced in the, in the digital media age. So you're going to learn more about pre-knowledge and how that relates to the Israel-Palestinian conflict. 87.2 is about the post-World War II order in Israel's independence. We're actually going to read... The, together, the Declaration of Independence from the from the Israeli from the early Israelis, and we're going to kind of talk about some of the historical context that is lost, um, lost and purposefully forgotten, I would say, and regarding the founding of Israel. Eighty-seven point three: How religion dictates Middle East politics. We're going to take a closer look at Zionism, and we're going to take a closer look at Islamism, and we're going to talk about how, how, how religion is really what's shaping Middle East politics, not some grand lofty secular notions as we might think here in the West. 87.4, when media figures cry out for blood, we're going to take a look at some of the response, especially from the Daily Wire's Ben Shapiro, who, despite popularizing the phrase, facts don't care about your feelings, sure seems to feel a lot about this conflict going on. 87.5, are Israel and Hamas friends? We're going to take a look at a piece from 2009, the last time there was a major conflict between, in Gaza and, and between Gaza, Israel, Hamas, whatever. We're going to take a look back then, and we're going to show how, in many ways, Israel either allowed Hamas to become the, the terrorist organization it is today, or perhaps even encouraged it to become more militant and more violent. And then finally, we're going to wrap things up. We're going to analyze a dust-up between Austin Peterson and Dave Smith, and then we're going to go through some fun, different things. We're going to cover the speaker's race, which, is, of course, if you're listening to this now, has already ended. Um, we're also going to talk about some fun things, including how maybe fat people should have better access in hotels. Listen, if you would do me the favor, make sure you're subscribed to BeenAwake.com. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. I don't think any of that is particularly controversial. So before we kind of, I think what, we're, what I'm going to do next as we move through this Israel story, there's a couple more things that I want to do. 
So now we're going to kind of move into a little bit more of the call and response of the current news cycle. And we're going to kind of build our way up to something. So let's start with our illustrious president giving one of his amazing prepared addresses. I have to say, look at this video if you're watching on Rumble. If not, you can imagine Joe. It's the way he kind of like squints into the camera because he's really old, but he can't wear glasses. So as I think about it, he's probably wearing some like, you know what? You know what? Maybe, Maybe he's completely in his right mind. And the reason why he falls and stuff is because they don't want him wearing glasses because it like it sends the wrong psychological signal when you're giving an address, right? Because because glasses are a signal of weakness in the stand from the stand. And yes, I know for the people watching, I yes, I wear glasses, but it's you know it's like it's it's a genetic defect, right? Like your eyes don't work perfectly. It's just you know we've largely fixed that with eyeglasses, so it's not a big deal. But anyway, so he's so old. We know you're short. You know we know it's difficult to read the older you get. So he's probably wearing some like super magnified contact lenses. This thought literally just occurred to me that he's wearing some super magnified, and that's why he's always squinting, and that's maybe why he falls. That, and of course, the dementia. But let's listen to old Joe. I know these conflicts can seem far away. And it's natural to ask, why does this matter to America? So let me share with you why making sure Israel and Ukraine succeed is vital for America's national security. You know, history has taught us that when terrorists don't pay a price for their terror, when dictators don't pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos and death and more destruction. Hamas and Putin represent different threats, but they share this in common. They both want Putin. to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy, completely annihilate it. Hamas' stated purpose for existing is the destruction of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses Palestinian civilians as human shields, and innocent Palestinian families are suffering greatly because of them. Meanwhile, Putin denies Ukraine has or ever had real statehood. And just two weeks ago, he told the world that if the United States and our allies withdraw, military support for Ukraine would have, quote, a week left to live, but we're not withdrawing. So that's from the president. This isn't just about Hamas. This is also about the other war we're fighting between Ukraine and Russia. And so don't you see Hamas is just like Russia. Remember, everybody got to go back to normal, right? All the normal people out there, they got to go back to what they know right? They got to go back to standing with America's ally or lifting up the voices of the Palestinian people. That's like, that's like a known thing in American politics. And at the top, we cut right down the middle. Listen, can't wipe out democracies. That's what Putin's doing. So we're still going to bomb him. And that's what Hamas is doing. So we're going to let Israel bomb them. It's just that simple, folks. By the way, we're the ones selling the bombs. Okay. So the question is, what should the U.S. response be to this sort of thing? That's what I think a lot of people like to talk about. And so according to this, according to this clip, which I haven't watched in full, we're going to watch it together and listen to it together as the case may be. This is our good buddy, Ben Shapiro, taking on Tucker Carlson. And again, I, I want to add my voice to that because I'm a human being. 
But oh, sure you do. The you sound very outraged. The outrage among Republican presidential candidates was so much more intense. One of them took to a bullhorn and started yelling about it. I get it. But no one would think to do that about the 100,000 American young people murdered every year. And they because who are you yelling at? Who are you yelling at? First of all, people are on bullhorns yelling about drug overdoses and the open border all the time. All the time. What is he even talking about? What he's attempting to do is minimize what happened in Israel. He's not attempting to maximize what happened in the United States. He's attempting to minimize as though America. Or he's just talking about how we, we, we react to things, Ben. I can't walk and chew gum morally speaking at the same time, which is absurd. And those two things are nothing alike. I'm sorry, that is not alike. It is not alike for drug smugglers to smuggle drugs over the border, which someone then takes and shoves into their arm and then they dive in overdose. That is not the same thing. I promise you it is not the same thing as a terrorist breaking into your home and murdering your children in their beds in front of you and dragging your wife off to be raped in Gaza. That is not the same thing. No, I guess those wouldn't exactly be the same thing, but we do know that the cartels who sell the drugs tend to do those same types of things. Pretending that it is, is a moral, uh, it's a moral blight. It's idiocy. It's just moral Remember stupidity. At the highest Remember what I said earlier? about how you can choose to ignore people who you should really just ignore anybody who seems overly emotional. For whatever else you're going to say about Ben Shapiro, this has certainly broken what is normally the visage of cold analytical reaction to stories, right? He's the guy that popularized the trope, the meme, if you will, that facts don't care about your feelings. He certainly seems to feel a lot in this video and for good reason. Right? He's Orthodox Jew. He's Orthodox Jewish. He's Orthodox Jew. He's an Orthodox Jew. Good thing I'm not stream live streaming to YouTube. So of course, his sense of self and identity is very much wrapped up in this idea of the state of Israel. Let's uh, we got 20 seconds left. Let's see if we can get through it. It's level. Of course, we should care about what happens with fentanyl. Of course, we should care about uh, we should close our border. Have I been unclear about this? Of course, America should have closed borders when it comes to this sort of stuff. I'm on the same side as Tucker on that. I just don't understand why he's not on my side when it comes to Hamas has to be wiped off the face of the earth. What is there's that rhetoric again. All right, next one. But you will believe that the Jews are the bad guys. That's what they're counting on. That you will believe that the Jews are the bad guys. Even after the Jews get slaughtered in their beds, you will believe that if only the Jews had just given a little more, only a little more. Now, this does betray something else about the West. A latent Jew hatred that exists across the West. Because let's be real about this. None of this conversation was happening after 9-11. When a lot of conversation in the United States about, well, None of this could you know, when we go in and we bomb from 30,000 feet and we kill a load of civilians, the real question is the human rights are we being careful enough? Should it be a short term, short duration? After you kill 3,000 Americans, you it's know what happens? Kind of weird. I we haven't watched you. this one in full. That's what happens. But when Israel has its border. We did have those conversations. A lot of people talked about it. A lot of people opposed the wars. It was permeated by terrorists who murder 12. And in fact, after 20 years, Ben, most people, most conservatives are starting to come around to the idea that all those terror wars might not have been for, Amer for, for Americans' interest. It might have been in America's interest, but not in Americans' interest. 
this weird equivalency he draws to like 9-11, what he's doing is he's trying to say, this is, that's what a lot of people have said, that this is Israel's 9-11. And by the way, obviously, if it needs to go without saying, well, the attack was horrible. The attack that occurred on Hamas, of Hamas, it was horrible. But as of this recording, I think Israel's, I think the, I think the, the death tolls have gotten equal and starting to get outbalanced in Israel's favor. Right? Which dead kid do you want to hold up and defend? Who's on the side of no more dead kids? Am I right? Certainly not Ben Shapiro, by the way. That's the sad, and that's the sad thing. But what's, what was interesting about these clips and why I'm showing them is because I know for a lot of people, Ben Shapiro is that like default thing that you listen to because, hey, he's got a daily radio show and he's not a, he's not a ridiculous leftist. But that's not to say he's without bias. And certainly... On an, on, and, and, and I'm sure if he were to even come across this clip, God, wouldn't it be crazy if this gets on the Daily Wire? I have a mug, Ben, just so you know. I have one of the leftist tears mugs, if that protects me at all. <laughs> or Tumblr, whatever the hell you call it. But like, if he were to even hear this, he wouldn't even, he's just, oh, this guy's just trying to draw more of a more equivalency, moral equivalency. No, no, no. I'm trying to establish, I'm trying to tell a story here. And I've already admitted that, Ben, you are on, the, you are on a vanguard, the side of the vanguards of civilization. You want to wipe out, as you said at the end of the last clip there, you want to wipe out the barbarians at the gate. And evolutionarily speaking, that's a path to success. 1,300 Jews, murdered 1,300 Jews in a widespread assault lasting hours on end. When that happens, then it's like, well, those Jews, man. You know, they, they really they really got to be a little more careful, those Jews. Why, why can't they just be more careful? If only they had given a little bit harder. There, there's something going on that is simply beyond Western ignorance. And it gets into a, 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 something much deeper and darker. So what you hear Ben express here is exactly what, why people believe Zionism should exist. People hate Jews, so the Jews need to protect themselves. They should protect themselves by forming a state. That state's going to have guns and eventually nukes. And so, you know, that's a good thing. And again, being completely, um, trying to be completely sympathetic, I guess. You can understand why, because this is, he's talking about people in his family. And certainly his larger cultural family in terms of his tribe. So Hamas needs to be wiped out and however many Palestinians go with it is kind of, you know, up for grabs at this point. Why Hamas in particular? What gave them the right to, to rule and speak for the Palestinian people? Well, as far as I understand it, it was an election like 10 years ago, 2006, 2008, something like that. Gosh, think about how much think about how much the face of politics has changed since before 2010. That was the last time there was an election in the Palestinian area, whatever. That's when this organization Hamas took some form of official power. From what I understand, 50% of the population in 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 Palestine, the got between the Gaza Strip and the West Bank are um, are under the are, are are very young, like just now reaching voting age and or younger. 
Which means a lot of them didn't vote for the for for Hamas. Other people care, right? You're defending civilization. It doesn't matter if they had an election. If you like what you heard today, go to inawake.com to subscribe for future updates. My name is LB Muniz, and I am not one with the woke.